Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Happening on the Hudson. I'm your host Katie Ann Vaccarelli and I have another great episode for you this week. Not too much happened this past week, so I've got about three minutes of news updates for you. And then we're going to get right into a great interview with Jersey City local Nicole DeSena. She's a coach at Orange Theory Fitness, and she's also a running coach that helps all sorts of clients train for marathons. She explains Orange Theory Fitness, answers some questions about setting realistic goals for the new year, and why Orange Theory Transformation Challenge is not just about losing body fat. We also play a game where I give her the world's most outrageous fitness classes. Some of them are real and some of them I came up with and I made her guess if it was, in fact, the real deal. If you listen to this interview, she'll also explain how you can get your first class for free at Orange Theory. I'll end the episode as always with some great events this weekend, so let's just get to it. A 24-year-old National Guard airman died last week in a snowboarding accident at the American Dream Mall in New Jersey. Peter Matthews served in the Maryland Air National Guard since 2020. He was with his sister at the indoor ski slope when he fell backwards while snowboarding and struck his head. He received life-saving measures on the slope and was rushed to Hackensack University Medical Center where he later died. There is nothing in the report as to whether or not he was wearing a helmet at the time of the incident. I know last week I had mentioned a story where a woman was critically injured after being hit on Tonnelly Avenue. Well, unfortunately, this week there has been another accident which left one pedestrian dead. The accident occurred on Friday, December 9th. At approximately 12.04 p.m., the North Bergen Police Department was notified of a pedestrian struck in the area of Tonnelly Avenue and 91st Street. Responding officers found the lifeless body of a woman and she was pronounced dead at the scene. During the initial investigation, it was determined that the woman was struck by a tractor trailer traveling south on Tonnelly Avenue. The driver of the tractor trailer, a 38-year-old Texas man, continued on Tonnelly Avenue, stopped in the area of 68th Street, and called 911. Currently, no arrests have been made at this time, though they are asking anyone with information to contact the office of the Hudson County Prosecutor or leave an anonymous tip on their website. No information on the identity of the woman has been released. A social media influencer from Hoboken and seven other men were charged with running a $114 million pump and dump stock scheme. The Securities and Exchange Commission alleged that the influencers used Twitter and Discord to manipulate the prices of stocks. These social media influencers with their massive followings allegedly used their online fame to artificially inflate the value of stocks only to sell it at a profit while leaving unwitting retail investors holding the bag. In the recently unsealed court documents, it was discovered that Mitchell Hennessy, 24 years old from Hoboken, New Jersey, was one of the influencers involved in the scheme. Apparently, the eight social media influencers had a combined 1.5 million followers on social media accounts. What they would then do is pose as skilled stock traders, and they would post pictures showcasing their profits and extravagant lifestyles. And they would encourage people to follow them on social in order to share in their financial gains. They are encouraging people to come forward that believe they might be a victim in this case. What you can do is contact the fraud section's victim witness unit toll free at 888-549-3945. 
I know everyone is doing some holiday shopping because they are buying gifts for people for Christmas, but maybe just steer clear of the Secaucus Coles. A few weeks ago, there was multiple shoplifting arrests at the Secaucus Coles. And then this week, the patch reported that a man was recording women in the changing room of the same Coles in Secaucus. He was taken into police custody, but what is going on there? He admitted to police that he spied on a woman in the changing room, although police chief Dennis Miller said that he could not disclose how the police made the arrest. Okay, everyone, welcome to a very special interview. I have Nicole DeSena here. She is a fitness coach. She's an Orange Theory fitness coach, and she's a running coach. And we have a love-hate relationship because I love her, but every time I see her, I'm like, oh my God, my heart rate is about to go through the roof and I might die today. So you know, a lot of people say that to me every time I see them out. <laughs> oh, especially because, I mean, we'll get into it, but she's... You're a pusher. I'm a pusher. You know that I like to push mean girls. Yes. You're a pusher. She's a pusher. That's what I get paid for, you know? Yeah, she really makes sure that you do the hard work. But anyway, thank you for coming. I'm so excited to be here. This is amazing. First podcast. I know, right? Yes. We're here. All right. Well, let's just get straight to the nitty gritty. So I want to know. What started you off getting into fitness and running, and at what point did you decide to make a career out of it? So I actually went to school to be a math teacher. So I got my degree in mathematics, yes. (laughs) I got a minor in education, and that was kind of the route that I wanted to go. Um, Just because leaving, like, high school, I felt like you had to choose, like, math, science, history, something that you had been learning for, right, the 12 years in yeah. every single grade that you're in school, right? So choosing that avenue. And I was like, okay, well, like, I, I think I like math. Let me do that and let me teach it because that's like what I know. My grandma was a teacher, all that stuff, right? Um, and when I decided to move up here, I just graduated college. So I knew I wanted to move to a bigger city and just get that experience kind of out of the way. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't go into teaching yet. Like, I'm, I'm too young. <laughs> like, I don't know enough about life to be like, hi, go do this and go to yeah. college for this. Like, I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I feel like if you look almost the same age as the kids, you right. should I'm probably like, I'm going to be staring up to half of them in high school. I just can't do this yet. So I was like, well, let me see, like, what I want to do. I was like, well, maybe, like, finance, maybe something else. You know, like, that's like a math kind of, to- like, path that I could take right um and I had an interview with Northwestern Mutual and I wouldn't shut up about OTF like I was working at Orange Theory just doing like the sales the marketing side of it and I was just like oh this is my college job it's just on the side loved OTF had been working out there all the time worked out my whole life and I would not shut up about Orange Theory (laughs) and like the guy on the phone was just like so uh, about that finance uh. (laughs) like this is not the path for you he's like I don't know if this is really what you want to do like you keep talking about this and I was like you know what I really appreciate you for not like convincing me otherwise Mm -hmm. to do something different and I applied for jobs up here started working at Orange Theory in 2019 as a fitness coach full-time um, moved up here, worked in the city, worked in Jersey City. So mm. that's kind of how I got into the coaching aspect of it. Got my NASM through, um, it, my CBT through NASM. And pretty much from there, just like realized this is like what I want to do. Um, and then started doing running coaching on the side from there. Were you always 
really big into fitness or yeah so I was a competitive swimmer pretty much my whole life okay um that makes all sense. throughout college and then I started running in college and started doing races and picked up that and realized like oh you can you can kind of make a career out of this and it's still teaching yeah to an extent just a different form have you ever thought about like peloton because they become like celebrities in their own right <laughs> i honestly i don't know enough about the peloton instructors but they have i feel like very... you could do it you're I... you have such a good mic voice and i don't know if anyone's ever said that to you before at the gym but whenever you know I've you're on that, i'm like wow like... she's so like clear and motivating <laughs> because there's nothing worse than when you go into class and someone has like a shrill voice on the mic i'm like i want to listen to oh. the whole time <laughs> right yeah it yeah. takes a specific type of person and like learning mic voice is the craziest thing to also teach people yeah because it's like if you hear them on the microphone and they you just don't want to listen to their voice the whole time you're like oh no uh-huh. oh no you can't coach or we got to fix something else and we got to talk about your tone and your clarity and those are things that are hard to teach really hard when yeah. you're like oh i went in and got my nasm and i know all the anatomy and all the body parts and everything and all the movements but i sound horrible on the microphone yeah right group fitness is so different than just personal training in general before we get into like a little bit of what orange theory is i'm actually just curious and i didn't even have this question written down what do they put you through to become a coach do they test you on those things like how you sound and is it something hard to get into so there's mic auditions right you have to have your cpt so certified personal trainer okay to in order to even go to the coach like launch training so the launch is about a week long right and they'll do a mic audition kind of to start just to hear your voice on the mic but they'll teach you Base, push, all out, all of the things that you need to know to be a coach and just learning the brand of Orange Theory. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always say, like, I can teach you base, push, all out. I can't teach you a personality. Yeah. Right? And That's you true. have to still bring that out. Like, you can sound so confident and say whatever, and members will do it at the end of the day. At, at, at the end of the day. As long as you sound <laughs> confident, I'm like, I don't care. But you have to have that personality to get people to buy yeah. into it a little and, bit. And the personality really does come out. I can say, you know, from going there now for almost two years, that all the coaches do have a different kind Chat of personality. really good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have a funny story for you after this about him drawing a stab ghost. I, I, <laughs> But, okay, I'm getting too ahead of myself here because I'm sure there's people listening who don't know what Orange Theory is. So let's go to the basics really quick. Can you explain what Orange Theory is, the structure behind the classes, and then just kind of what the theory of the Orange Zone is? Yes. So Orange Theory is an hour workout. It's a group fitness workout, HIIT training, right? And there's a certified personal trainer leading the class. So there are treadmills, there's rowers, and there's a weight room floor. So you're doing cardio with a mix of strength training while you have a heart rate monitor attached to you um, that shows in real time what your heart rate's doing, how you're recovering, every different zone that you're in with the entire class. So it's in real time. You're seeing it. The coach is also seeing it. Um, So the coach will lead you through intervals and also be demoing the weight room floor what the strength exercises are looking like watching form Mm -hmm. all of the basic foundational things um and moving the class around kind of as a cycle so you usually spend about half your time in the tread half your time in the weight room with a mix of rowing in between um yeah so what's the orange though like explain the the colored zones and what they mean because i know doesn't orange theory come from this like theory of yes. what it does for your body? So the background of it, the history of it, was started by Ellen, Ellen Latham, right? And she started this in her garage 2000, 
one, I want to say. Um, <laughs> I won't get mad at you if we'll you get the year wrong. Um, Just say it with confidence. She no one started it there, right? And she started doing this kind of boot camp workout with the heart rate monitor, with the training, and all of the zones, right? Mm-hmm. And fitness hasn't changed. Like, fitness is always changing, but the heart rate and the basics of it haven't changed mm-hmm. since we started working out, right? Everything that's happening to our bodies when you're running, when you're jogging, when you're power walking still is the same. Now we just have it in numbers in real time up on a screen, mm-hmm. right? So um, what the orange theory behind everything is, is the five heart rate zones that we're training, the gray, the green, the Blue, sorry, the gray, cut that out. <laughs> this is the like gray. I can explain from my point of view, not as like a fitness aficionado, but like the gray to me is like, okay, everything is chill. Blue is like, okay, I'm like moving a little bit. Green is like, okay, we're getting there, we're getting there. Orange is like, holy shit, we're really getting there. And red is, I'm going to fucking die. Somebody <laughs> call 911. Like, those are the zones in my from eyes. Remember, that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Right? So it's it's five zones that you're working in, and the orange zone is zone number four. That's where it's starting to get really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So and for science, anyone who can't picture yeah. this, not to cut you off, but like what, what she said with the heart rates being on the screen that you can see, it will change colors as your heart rate goes into certain number zones, right? So Correct. like the orange zone is kind of where you want to be for a certain amount of time in the class, right? Correct. It's 12 minutes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... The, it's kind of gamified a little bit in that regard. So there's something called splat points. Every minute that you spend in that orange zone, you get a splat point. Goal is to get 12 points by the end of class. Mm-hmm. So it's it really kind of brings, again, that gamified version of working out into the room. And um, after you spend those 12 minutes in either the orange, the red zone, in those higher heart rate zones, mm-hmm. what happens is you are constantly putting your body into this kind of afterburn effect. So you are burning extra calories post-workout. That's the science behind it. Um, And it pretty much just boosts up your metabolism, makes your body recover and work a little bit harder to recover. So you're burning more calories after the workout, but not having to be in the gym for three to four hours a day to get that same calorie burn. So that's the idea behind Orange Theory. Mm -hmm. And that's where the 12 spot point count number comes from. Do you guys as coaches ever say, like, oh, my God, they're all in the red zone. Like, I need to yeah. look out for making sure no one passes. Yeah, I'll say, like, the board's lit up, guys. Let's check in on how we feel. Everything's fine, correct? Um, but, I mean, some classes are harder than others. And, yeah. I mean, 12 splat points is the goal. But eventually, like, you come in for your first class, you get 46. You get, like, 50 splat points. Oh, yeah. And you say, oh, let me, let me actually, like, see where I'm at. And let me see my progress mm-hmm. over time with the splat point count. Coming down, seeing less minutes in that higher heart rate zone, more minutes in that kind of recovery, easier zone, and yeah. noticing like, oh, I'm I'm losing body fat, I'm gaining muscle, but I'm also conditioning my heart. Yes, and I've noticed you can that see that, too. and I can see that. Yeah, since I started, I noticed my resting heart rate is a t- so much lower. Um, one thing I wanted to ask was, you know, do you think that someone who hasn't exercised in years can just come into a class? And handle it because it is a tough class. And I mean, I think I might just be a little dramatic, but for example, I'll go home and be like, I almost died today to my boyfriend. And he's like, is terrified of coming because I'm so dramatic. But <laughs> is there a place for, you know, beginning exercisers to come? Yes. In? Yeah. So we, as personal trainers and coaches in the room, are making sure that we understand what your goals are coming in and what your fitness background is coming in. 
But also, you know, if you're on the treadmill, we're all working at the same intensity, right? Mm-hmm. We're everybody in the tread is working to orange. And whatever that means to you, if that's power walking in an incline, if that's flat road jogging or running, whatever that means to you, yeah. it's working into orange, right? So we're all working intensities, whatever speed is going to get you there. That's all that matters, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it's always about listening to your body and you know, there was times that if you don't work out for like four weeks, it feels like you haven't worked out ever when you come back. You know, I've had like the flu for two weeks or and then I was on vacation or something and then I come back and I'm like, I need to power walk today. And you just kind of have to take it step by step. Right. Your body is like your best compass to figuring out mm-hmm. what you can do. My client actually said that to me once. And um, that is so true in the fact that you have to check in on how you're feeling throughout the workout, right? I can be mm-hmm. coaching you through efforts, but if you're not asking yourself those questions, you're not going to learn ever how to pace yourself, but ever mm-hmm. how to also feel like when, oh, I, I feel really good today, actually. I've been coming here for a month and a half. Let me start bumping up my speeds. Let me start lifting a little heavier in the weight room, obviously, yeah. as the coach makes sure that form's correct and all those things, but it's checking in on how you feel and reassessing, and that makes you move with an intention and a purpose instead of just like coming in and being on autopilot and zoning out for an hour yeah no that totally makes sense um so like in addition to orange theory i know that you you do running coaching right so can you explain what that is and what you kind of do for your clients with that side job or yes yeah so a lot of people picked up running after the pandemic um, that mm-hmm. was the choice of fitness for a lot of people because you had to have running shoes and, and a road, which, yeah. <laughs> which was it. So um, I got my certification to be a RSCA running coach about two years ago. So basically what that entails is that I can write training plans for half marathons, fulls, 5Ks, 10Ks, you name it, right? Oh, wow. So this gives you kind of a baseline where to start. And running is a really interesting sport because mm-hmm. it, a lot of people run. A lot of people will sign up for a race and then have no idea where to go from there. So it's giving them the tools to make sure that they're doing it properly and building up correctly and not over-exaggerating the mileage that they're building up and proning themselves to injury over time. So it's learning like how to do that, but also just like the community of running and how to get into that and nutrition and just the basics and everything. What do you have to say to somebody who's trying to get into fitness wants to be a runner but it's kind of like they're the person that dreads it every time yeah like what can they do to get into a bit of a more positive mind frame and change their point of view on running be like one percent better every day or like even 0.1 percent better Mm -hmm. every day and just focus on like one next step so if that's getting out the door and walking for 10 minutes or walking for 15 minutes. And then maybe the next day I start to jog for two minutes, walk for three minutes and just making those tiny steps instead of thinking, let me go do a half marathon, right? You can sign up for it and see the the finish line in your (laughs) mind. It looks amazing. And the dream and the vision of it looks great, but how am I going to actually get there? And uh, I actually learned this this weekend, but uh, somebody said running is a vehicle to your best self. And if you think about it that way, and that kind of parallels where you're saying, I want to be 1% better every single day. I have this crazy vision in my mind of, I want this job and this dream business that I have, or this huge, crazy idea that I think is a little outlandish. Okay, let's actually break it down and figure out how you're going to get there, which is a little bit of a tangent, but that's really where you kind of make the like sale almost 
of me selling you into the idea of running and why it's going to benefit you. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, every mile is like a mile and you're probably gaining a lot from it. But how are you going to use this in your real life to make you a better person at the end of the yeah. day? I think also with like running, it, it has such a big impact on mental health. And you actually posted something on Instagram that I loved and I wish I had screenshot. But it was some kind of quote about how like after a workout, all your anxiety goes away and I am somebody who suffers from anxiety and sometimes I'll be really anxious when I get to the gym and really anxious sometimes throughout the workout but it is true that once you like push yourself to that point afterwards you feel I don't know like like just so much better um what do you take as the best benefits of it for you personally I mean running has helped my mental health a lot too I like suffer with anxiety all the time and it just it it gives you a different outlet to kind of get clarity, mm-hmm. right? So you're out there alone with your thoughts. I People call me crazy, but I don't run music at all, ever, when I'm running outside. I oh, know. wow. You just gasp. Just <laughs> listening to that. I'm just picturing, because for me, it would be like. <laughs> but it gives you, like, some sort of clarity and helps you kind of process all the thoughts in a really good mind like space Mm -hmm. versus being like cluttered and anxious and like three cups of caffeine in and sitting down at your desk like watching a computer screen all day gives you that avenue that kind of helps you again process everything Um, I've actually had a couple clients recently who had been working at their jobs for like 10 12 years and ended up leaving their jobs while I was working with them and it was not me at all it was just them kind of realizing that through running they were not happy or where they were before when they were happy with their careers or jobs that's so changed over time which was crazy we we spend so much time on the phone and watching tv and just constantly turning our brains off and so many other like opinions are coming when you're running with or without music in my opinion (laughs) but like i i do i can't help but think about you know you just start thinking you get to actually just sit with yourself for a minute yeah and that's interesting that you've had people change their careers. It's crazy because wow. you never I never thought going into it that anything like this would have happened. I was like, oh, I'm going to get them to their finish line and help them be better people at the end of the day. Yeah. But so much more has come out of it. And it's not just the finish line that they're looking towards. They come with me, come to me with an idea of like a PR or just getting to the finish line and crossing it off their bucket list. Mm-hmm. But throughout the three, four months they're training, they learn so much more about themselves and how to handle things and deal with things and bring up even like childhood things. They're like, I didn't know I was still dealing with that. And it oh came up God. on the run today and I feel amazing. But it also just helps you build a lot of confidence in yourself yeah. and realize like what your body and mind are actually capable of doing. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you some questions that I actually got on Instagram to ask you people that wanted to ask just some questions to a personal trainer. So first question was, how many days a week should someone work out if they want to see results? So I would say at least get moving five times a day or sorry, five times a week. Okay. Five times a week. Any like particular amount of time that you think is... I would give it at least 45 minutes to an hour. And if that means going out for a walk, if that means doing yoga, Mm -hmm. stretching, whatever your body needs for that day. Um, When you first start, you might be a little more sore than when you start later on. And you're used to working out a little more often where that intensity might be able to be brought up a little bit. But for the time being, just get out and move. Right. Get Mm -hmm. as many steps in as you can. Move, stretch if you need it. Foam roll if you need it. 
Um, yeah. But five, I would say, is a good place to start, four to five. Okay. And if if you're doing something like hit class, like Orange Theory, because that's a little bit more involved than, you know, going for a long walk or something, can you do that fewer times a week? Yeah, so intensity-wise, you know? normally it takes about six to eight weeks to introduce anything new into mm-hmm. your routine, right? And if that means starting off slow and maybe doing a hit class two times a week or three times a week and then eventually bumping it up to three to four but still in the meantime going out and walking or stretching or doing yoga mm-hmm. and something that's a little lower intensity but again just like using your body's a compass and seeing how you feel throughout the days and if you're really burnt out exhausted okay maybe I do need a rest day but let me try to hop back into it the next day but it doesn't mean if you miss a day that the whole week is thrown off and now yeah. I got to start off again on Monday, I think that's a huge misconception is we like put ourselves down a lot whenever yeah. things don't go exactly the way you planned. And it's saying, OK, you know, I had to miss yesterday and my body probably wanted to miss yesterday because I'm really exhausted and stressed out at work. Mm-hmm. Let me just focus on today. And that's all I can that's do. That's actually one of the questions that somebody wanted to know. They wanted to know if it was bad to work out every day and how important taking rest days is. Taking rest days, I am a huge advocate for taking rest days. Um, If that means active recovery, if that means doing a yoga class, getting a massage, stretching, and giving your body kind of that self-love that it needs for all of the hard work you're doing. Yeah. Um, A lot of athletes come to me working out seven days a week and realize that taking a rest day actually makes them work out better and having a better quality workout versus just saying like, I'm going to stay, you know, 70% for every single of my efforts for (laughs) Monday through Sunday. Oh my God. Instead of getting a rest day. I live for the rest day. I'm like, ah, I went yesterday. It's a rest day. Um, I heard though that you have to take rest days. I don't know if this is true or not, but like I heard you have to to let your muscles recover. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, the way that in the science behind working out and lifting heavy weights and running, the muscle fibers break down and you build muscle whenever you eat again and you recover and those muscle fibers build back again. That's how you build muscle. Mm -hmm. So if you give your body no time to rest, it's just going to continue breaking down. And if you don't eat the proper foods and make sure you're replenishing everything correctly, drinking water, getting a good night's sleep, all of the work you're doing is just kind of going in the trash. So you kind of have to find the perfect balance between the two. Some people do better with active recovery days. Some people do better with full recovery days and it's figuring out like what works best for you and your body. That's actually something else. It's funny. These, this is great. It keeps leading into the segues (laughs) of all the questions I got on Instagram, but somebody wanted to know how important it is what you eat. If you're actively working out every day, like how important is diet in hand in hand with exercise diet is important um keeping clean foods is my philosophy and shopping they say on the perimeter of the grocery store and those cleaner foods and not as processed Mm. is gonna help you out in the long run but right everything in moderation you can have a cookie if you want to can have a drink if you want to but as long as you're not you know doing it all on the weekend and then trying to eat clean from monday through friday it's giving you like some sort of balance and not hating yourself if you ate the wrong food right the next day we're still moving on but for the most part keeping a clean diet is my philosophy everybody works differently based on your body fuels better off carbohydrates fats proteins and it's figuring out again what works best for you and your body and if fueling yourself with carbs because you're a runner is the best thing then go for that and you feel amazing off of carbs 
that should be your avenue. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, someone said, I work out regularly, but I seem to not be shedding any pounds. Do you have any suggestions as to why this might be? It depends on what you're doing. And that that kind of is a hard question to answer. Yeah, there's not because much there's here, so but... many factors that go that go into play. If you're not sleeping enough at night, if you're also drinking a lot of alcohol, if you are eating a lot of processed foods or your diet isn't like somewhat under control, there can be so many factors that go into play with that. So that's kind of a, a hard question to answer. Um, but I would say mm-hmm. a good kind of generic rule with that is making sure that you're still getting out of your comfort zone in those workouts. Yeah. Because if you've been doing the same thing for four years and it might have worked in the beginning, maybe you have to change something up again. Mm-hmm. If that's, you know, lifting heavier dumbbells, if that's running a little bit faster or increasing how often you're doing cardio versus weights or vice versa. And if you're used to, I mean, at OTF, people are used to starting on the treadmill versus the weight room. And I say, switch it up. Let your body get out of that comfort zone of doing the same exact thing for three years on end. And then you hit a plateau and you don't understand why your body got used to it. So let's get you out of the comfort zone again. And I think that's kind of the the best answer I have for that question because it's a little bit of a loaded question. I'm no personal trainer, but I'll give my harsh opinion (laughs) on that. You know what you're doing. I think I ask that question so many times when I want someone to tell me, like, it's not, it's fine. But, like, I know when I'm doing things that are not what my body needs, right? right? Like, I ate like shit this weekend or like I drank a lot this past weekend but like even though I worked out hard every day I know it's probably because of that or like if you're eating once a day I mean I think a lot of that for me personally is taking a look inward wondering what it is that's blocking me from kind of reaching the full potential and being honest with myself yeah not looking for an answer from someone else to make an excuse for me it's like kind of looking in the mirror and saying I'm not doing the best that I can right and And a lot of times people hire coaches for accountability too and not just for knowledge it's accountability and being like I need you to kick my ass I know all of the things I have all the education but I just need you to be (laughs) on top of me about it and being your own accountability person or having a friend do it too and like make it fun find a group of people that want to that have the same goals as you and align with you and make sure that you guys are kind of all in the same boat. And if somebody drops down, that's not the end of the world. Move mm-hmm. on to the next day and go from there. Right. Um, I, I, I get this all the time. Why do you pay to go to orange theory when you have a gym in your building? Because I'm not going to work out that hard <laughs> in my gym. I'm going to watch Netflix and run on the treadmill until I feel like I'm out of breath probably. And I'll do what I can on the weight floor, but, like, I need someone to kick my ass. Like, yeah. I need someone to tell me what to do. I need someone to watch me and be like, you know, keep going. Like, don't slow down, you know? There's plenty of times in Orange Theory, like, after the tread part of the class, I'm like, all right, I got my slap points. I'm ready to go home. But, you know, you push yourself to keep going. And, like, I can't hold myself accountable. I also probably wouldn't be able to afford a personal trainer. So, like, for me, a group class like that is a great alternative right everybody's different too it's figuring out like what motivates you the best and sticking to that finding something that works for you and even just like writing things down and just kind of like putting all of the thoughts in your head on paper for a second and seeing like what categories am I lacking in what categories am I strong in and go from there Mm -hmm. and and give yourself kind of like a brainstorm and a game plan and just a blueprint of like how am I going to do this instead of thinking about this is the finish line. It's amazing. Okay, 
What are the actual steps to get there? And let's break it down. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to take all of this that we're talking about, because that was like the end of the questions that I got from people. Thank you for answering those. Um, And we're just going to talk about the fact that New Year's is coming up. And I want to say that probably the most popular New Year's resolution for everyone is I want to get in shape. I want to lose weight. I want to have my dream body. And I just want to say to everybody out there, this can really be your year. If that's yours, yeah. like, do it. I know that this year I'm really kicking myself into full gear. And, like, I want the body, the health, and the mental, like, peak of my being this this year. And, like, I'm just going to do it. So why don't you, we start off with this? Like, can, can you explain to everyone what the transformation challenge is at Orange Theory Fitness? Because I think that's such a great way to be to get into it and keep yeah. yourself held like held accountable. Yeah, so there's a couple of things. I mean, with New Year's resolutions too, I like and dislike some of them because mm-hmm. a, a lot of it is like, let's do it for two months and then fall off. And that is usually what happens with some people. Yes. And it's not just in fitness. It's in a lot of things. And it's how am I going to actually do something that's realistic for me? Let me be honest with myself. Is this something that's maintainable for the entire year or Mm -hmm. for however many months I'm looking to get to my goals. So I like it in the fact that it kind of gives everybody that one date where it lets you kind of reflect on the past year and say, what are my goals for this next year? But how am I going to do them? Because I think we all ask, like, what are your goals? What what do you want to do? What do you want to do? We're not. How are you going to do that? Let's actually talk about your game plan. Let's get an accountability crew together, whatever that is. Um, What was the question? Oh, about the transformation challenge. Transformation challenge. Yes. So at Orange Theory, we have a transformation challenge. It is three months, I want to say. So it starts middle of January and or beginning of February, depending on when OTF decides to start it. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the misconception with transformation challenge is, oh, it's it's body fat and it's it's muscle gain or whatever that means to you. Right. Mm. Um, And I think that's the misconception of. I have to lose body fat to win this or to feel better about myself. Yeah. No, it's called a transformation challenge. Whatever that transformation is for you and what that means to you is the goal by the end. If that means breaking down your mile benchmark and running as fast as you can or hitting a new PR in the rower or lifting heavier in the weight room, that's your transformation. And thinking about actually how to get there and not just thinking like you know it's body fat percentage and if i don't do that i lose oh my god i love you know that I mean? you let's like- actually think about transforming but yeah. also making life term goals and sustainability versus just having the okay the three months is up now i'm gonna fall off yeah, no, let's so stay consistent. Guys, and what did you learn from it? i actually haven't done it but what you i think i'm gonna do it this year but what you guys do is right you guys calculate body muscle and body fat is that mm-hmm. right and there's like a comp like a contest right yeah so but i understand what you're saying it is not only about that but if you're somebody like me who's like competitive if like- there's somebody is <laughs> we kind of give you all the tools to to get you to those goals right yeah, so, so you, if that's the treadmill like if that's the rower if that's the weight room yeah so you do an in-body scan in the beginning so it gives you those baseline numbers if that's mm-hmm. what you're focusing on and then we do a midpoint and we do a final body scan and there's teams right and there's teams so lots of hype on your team yeah (laughs) lots of hype we will track like calorie burn and splat points and just 
overall times that you're coming into the gym, late cancels, mm-hmm. all of the things just to hold everybody accountable. Um, and you're usually paired up with coaches, bunch of other members. So it's really fun to kind of have the camaraderie, but yeah. um, see everybody in their bandanas and their T-shirts <laughs> and yelling at each other. <laughs> so oh it's definitely God. fun. And it's all like fun spirited. But at the end of the day, we all want to transform. And it's figuring out like, what are those goals to you? And let's reflect on it for a second while we're all kind of going into the new year and hold each other accountable for that. I love that. Um, What's your advice for someone to stop making excuses for themselves? That's a great question. Like talking about accountability. Like what can, what advice do you have for someone who's always making an excuse? I think it depends on, again, what your motivation is. And a lot of the times I think finding like a friend, family member, sometimes even social media and just posting it and saying like, like verbalizing it and saying, these are my goals. I want you to be an asshole to me and hold me accountable to this. Cause that's what a coach is at the end of the day. And a lot of the times you have your friends, your family members, whatever that support system is to you go there Go there first and talk to them so they understand it and you say it. And even if that means social media and all your followers, whatever that is saying like, oh, I posted it. I know you guys maybe not even remember or care, but the five Mm -hmm. people that do might reach out or say, oh, I'm actually kind of thinking about the same thing. Let me join this group of accountability. I think that's just the best thing to do is just have community with you to that's a really good piece of advice um my last question before we get to the game is what's your new year's resolution my new year's resolution is to start that's a great question i think just working on you don't want one personal relationships a little bit more Mm -hmm. and client relationships a lot Mm -hmm. so running coaching wise I have a great relationship with all my clients, right? A lot of like friend basis, but I think getting to the point and asking those hard questions of like, why are you doing this? And what's your reasoning for wanting to do this race or even orange theory? Like, why are you here? What are your actual goals? What holds you back? What are your motivators? And making those like kind of like uncomfortable situations comfortable again so that we can be stronger in the long run and I can help you out better. I, I think that. that's like my biggest thing because that's what I struggle with a lot yeah. is kind of getting in there. But like, let's dig deeper. And I think that will help everybody else in the long term. So that's like just as work career wise. That's my personal. Um, <laughs> that's I would love to get goal. a golden retriever by the end of the year. That's Please. like my actual goal. But <laughs> I have one. I have, one. There, I have a know. half golden. And it's uh, the best thing in the world. Adorable. I need one. Before we get into the game, then. Why don't you talk about what's coming up, what running events are coming up, and also how people can get a class at Orange Theory Fitness yes. if they want. So, Jersey City is having their first inaugural half marathon and full marathon April 23rd. So, the very first one for Jersey City is like a big deal. Mm-hmm. In the running community, it's a Boston qualifier which oh, wow. is a huge deal and putting Jersey City on the map. It's not going to be as big as the New York City Marathon, but it's uh, I think they're capping it at 6,000 runners, which is a really Holy exciting God. thing. Um, so I just wanted to to talk about it. And if anybody is thinking about picking up running as their New Year's resolution, this is a great one to do. Um, disclaimer, you will have to be training in the cold and possibly the snow. <laughs> but um, April 23rd, so that's like a huge event if – people are thinking about Where doing that. Where can they that. find you on social if they want to? 
So Jersey City Half Marathon or Jersey City Marathon is where you would register. I actually have training plans for the half and the full on their website that you can go straight to and use that for race training. Um, But if you are interested in getting a running coach or talking about running at all, answering any questions that you need, um, you can follow me on Instagram. It's Nicole D underscore on the run. Mm-hmm. And then you can send me an email from there. Check out my website. And from there, you can see training plans, one-on-one coaching, kind of everything that's offered through that. That's amazing. How- so fun. I'm like an idiot when it comes to running, but like how many miles is that? A half is 13.1. Oh. The full is 26.2. <laughs> my soul just left my body. <laughs> and Katie's going to be there. <laughs> Katie's going to be there. Oh, I mean, actually, I would be really proud of myself if I could do that. But what's the longest one you've ever run? I've done seven marathons. Okay. 26 too. Oh my gosh. 26 miles? Yeah. <sighs> Do you just like zone out at some point? Yeah. And your body's just going and going and Zone going? out. The runner's high is real. I used to hate running. I uh-huh. used to hate running. And now I'm here. I don't know what happened. You're here to say you can do I'm it. I'm here to say you can do it. I promise you can. I started the first run I did was like three miles and I was so proud of myself. I was like, this is crazy. Do. I can't do that. Like I, I can't run more than this. And then the next weekend you do four yeah. and then the next weekend you do five. And then eventually you get to like 17, 18. And you're like, I don't know how I got here, but we're here and we're loving it. Oh my God. It's fine. Maybe I will try. I don't want to. I don't want to put that out there on the mic. It's on the <laughs> mic. It's on the mic. It's happening. <laughs> All right. And um, if anybody wants to try Orange Theory Fitness in this new year, we have something exciting. You guys can do a free class. You yes. Explain? Yeah. So we have a um, promo going on just for anybody that mentions the podcast. So happening mm-hmm. on the Hudson, mention it at either Orange Theory Jersey City or Orange Theory Bayonne. Either one of those will work and just mention it at the desk or on the phone and you'll get your first class completely free. Exciting. So I would exciting. really urge everyone to do it. Maybe like a marathon is too, too, um, too much for you, but like definitely go to one of these classes. Try it. Like it's try it's it out. It can't hurt. Walk in the door. That's the hardest part. Get in mm. the door, and from there, we got you. Awesome. Okay, so we are gonna play a game that I came up with last night. It's called Real or Fake, okay. and I'm going to name an outrageous fitness class. What they do in this fitness class, and you're gonna tell me oh, if it's a real or amazing. fake fitness class. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Are we allowed to name what studio Actually, and grab stuff? your mimosa because, of course, we're talking about fitness and having mimosas right now. If you get it wrong, I want you to just take a sip, okay? okay. All right. Let me know when you're ready, and I will go. So I'm going to read the name of the class and what they do in this class. All right. Ready? Okay. Number one. Naked in motion. Leave your clothes and inhibitions at the door and perfect your downward dog in your birthday suit at this gathering of free spirits and nudists. These yoga and Pilates sessions focus on body acceptance as you twist and contort (laughs) while surrounded by unclothed practitioners of all shapes and sizes. You definitely won't get away with a curved plank in this class. This is real. Yes. This is real. (laughs) Is it just naked yoga? Yes. It's called Naked in Motion. It's in New York City. Oh, yeah. I cannot... Some Imagine people are this. so comfortable with Downward being dog? naked. <laughs> I mean, nude beach, fine. Actually doing yoga poses? Like, no. I'm sorry. I cannot. Try everything once, right? <laughs> okay. Apocalyptic. 
Prepare for the end. Here you can take a class that puts you through a series of vigorous fitness training exercises to prepare for a zombie apocalypse. If you love shows like The Walking Dead, then this is the class for you. You definitely came up with this. How did you know? (laughs) Yeah, I made that I saw it in your face. You're like, I'm so excited about this description that I came with last night. (laughs) It's pretty good, right? I feel like someone's going to pitch this afterwards. Yeah, these are good ideas. To be fair, there actually are apocalypse training programs, like workout programs, but they're like digital ones. So it's not really an in-person class, but it is kind of real. Good to know. Okay, ready? (laughs) Mermaid Fitness. Who doesn't dream of being a mermaid? Well, dream no more. This unique aquatic fitness class combines the flexibility of yoga and the core tightening abilities of Pilates and the fluidity of dance, all while wearing a shimmering mermaid's tail in an Olympic-sized swimming pool. I want to say that's not real, but I almost think it is. Because have you seen the mermaid tails that people actually wear? Mm -hmm. Is it real? It's a real class. Really? Yeah. Where? I'm going to say that you don't think it's real, though. I don't, you have to take it. No, I don't think it's real. <laughs> this is a real class. Where? It's in Miami. Wow. Isn't that the most insane thing ever? Wait, I would totally go. I don't know. Like, strapping said, my know. legs together and throwing me in a pool. Oh, I would do it. I love The Little Mermaid. I don't think I could stop laughing. <laughs> okay. Doga. Welcome to Dog Yoga. With the addition of furry calming friends, bring your own dog or get partnered up with a new pooch and give a whole new meaning to Downward Dog. This class brings a whole new meaning to Namaste. Yes, this is real. This is real. And goat yoga. It's like what? goat yoga. You've never heard of goat yoga? No. What? Yeah, so they, the goats they have the baby yotes, goats. They have baby goats um, doing yoga with you, but they put them on you while you're doing like a plank or downward dog. <laughs> and the goats like jump. <laughs> The goats jump on you and jump off of you and like catapult themselves onto you and off of you. It's just the craziest thing. I don't know who I'm came realistically... up with it. It was trending for like a couple years. That's funny. Yeah, I think anyone with a dog though. Would so I assume the agree. dog thing came either before that or after. Class is probably chaos. Chaos. Like, trying to get all the dogs to like I don't want know. ignore each dogs, other. Dogs, goats. <laughs> it's like no. Nude. Next, you know, we'll have nude dog very, goat yoga. They're getting very creative in the fitness world here. All right, surf set. Come into our class with dozens of surf with dozens of standing surfboards. By balancing on a wobbly board, you can learn the movements, rhythm, and tricks you'll need to stand on an actual surfboard all while you're on dry land. All the core strength and balance it requires to stay upright translates into a killer workout. Yeah, I want to say that's real. It is. It You're is. really good at this. Have you heard in of Miami of also? No, this is in New York City. Really? Yeah. Huh. Weird. I could. I just picture them being in Miami and doing this. Is like we're gonna start here and then we're gonna go out into the ocean and actually do it. Yeah. Not in New York. Oh my God. Okay. New York has everything. T- tell me you haven't heard of those. No. Um. Um. I've heard of a couple of them. I feel like I've seen, but okay. there is one that I thought you were gonna mention. It's well, a boxing studio. Oh. oh wait, maybe. Oh, go. Are you talking about the one where they drink afterwards? Ah, I wanted to include that, but I was like, "Mm, I could see that happening. What do you think about that, by the way? And if anyone doesn't know, you can like go work out and then you get like shit faced. Okay, first off, it's not like let's go have a mimosa after our drink. It's like champagne showers with your trainers. Yeah, (laughs) I'm like these people are raging after this class. I'm like, I just don't know what the environment is like. Like, how do you have a membership there? And then you're like dehydrated. Like, is it even, it's like, I feel like it's counter-effective. It's counter-effective. It more seems like this is like a bachelorette party. Yeah. And we're all going to do a workout and then drinking after. 
so not weird. like let me have a membership and try to so weird think so, about talk so about appealing. my goals with the train after this <laughs> you're like I let's go have a scotch and soda and talk really about your goals <laughs> <laughs> all right are you ready for the next one yes okay so the next one is called body rocking it's a flexibility training program run by a former rocket they'll show you how to activate your core strength stretch to elongate your muscles and take your fitness levels to new heights literally only in new york city could a fitness class be as magical as the holidays all year round i don't think this is real damn you're good at this <laughs> i really thought i would have gotten you with that one i was like you're I... so animated with it you you get so excited you about picture me like, and i'm gonna get her with this one <laughs> i should just like hide my face that's a good idea though I mean, I would learn from a rocket. I'd be like, my trainer's a rocket. I just want you to know that. (laughs) I learned core strength. That's about it. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Next one. I don't think you've gotten a single one wrong. Of course not. Damn. All right. So the next one is mind over muscle. Here, you can attend a unique fitness class where you can meditate and get into a state of mind of working out, and you can burn as many calories as you could in a real workout, if not more. The strongest muscle in the body is the brain, after all. I don't know. This is... What do you think? I don't think it's real. It just seems a little gen- seems a little generic. Yeah, you're right. It's not real. It's not real, right? <laughs> it's not real! <laughs> These are all great business this. ideas, though. Um, Keep this I think written this is down. the most ridiculous thing ever, but I can- can't you picture a bunch of people like, I can do it, I you know, like brain power, like... brain power with like <laughs> I burned a thousand calories today. Taped up I... to their head. <laughs> like what? Okay, mommy strength. Here, the only weight you'll use is your baby. We know how hard getting back in shape is after giving birth, but at mommy strength, you could turn lifting your toddler from pains into gains. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Stroller courses filled with heavy weights, tire obstacles, climbing exercises, and ways to safely lift your baby while feeling the burn. I want to say this is a class. True. You can take your new moves. This is real. You. It's not. It's funny. not. You got one. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> That's the one you. Believe? I can see that though. Not that moms are crazy. Like I just think like it's like infants? oh, this is the next thing that I need to. I need to make sure that I know. I don't know. The pandemic was crazy. Okay. <laughs> I have a funny story about that actually with Orange Theory. Did you do any at home workouts whenever the studios were shut down and the gyms were shut down? No, because I joined Orange Theory like at the end of the pandemic. Okay. So the funniest thing was like we were all trying to keep composure, you know, as with Mm -hmm. every other business was trying to keep composure while things were not going well. Um, And they would do at home workouts and literally take like Tide and like laundry detergent and be like okay you're gonna do a lateral raise with this or like they would have a plant and they're doing like ab crunches with it and i was like this is hysterical this is uh, absolutely that's not surprising amazing i tried to order weights during the pandemic there were no weights because even the building in our gym they wouldn't let anyone it'd be use. like you can use soup cans you can so use I, this like, there was like a two-month wait for getting like a five pound weight on amazon yes. it was insane it's crazy but it was funny looking back to it now that i'm like we really were we were really in that state of mind yeah and that's what happened and we made it work you know it's fine mm-hmm. but just watching like a coach shirt demo with a plant in their hand and be like this is your weight for the day i was just, it was just too much <laughs> it was too much like, use your baby <laughs> okay all right next one flex in a fridge at burn Imagine high-intensity interval training in a frigid 50-degree studio. During the course, you alternate between slamming down heavy battle ropes and lifting weights. If you're prone to feeling a bit dehydrated and you're 
typical sweltering workout room, this may feel like a breath of fresh air. I want to say this is real. It's real. It's real. <laughs> I, I can't it's like lie. Like, cryotherapy. Me. I wish every gym was like 50 degrees because I, <laughs> I can't. But yeah, that's a real Have one. Have you ever that's done hot yoga City. before? I haven't. If you don't like the heat. If I don't like sweating. If you don't like the heat. How don't hot do does it. it get there? Have you done it? Yeah, I've done it. I want to say, like, there's like, it's just so humid in there. That's the thing. It's hot, but it's like humid. I guess it's good if you need to just like shed water weight before something. Or something. To be honest right. with you, I don't know the benefits behind it. I think it's supposed to help with your flexibility a little bit, but I don't know if that's been proven. Oh, uh, yeah. So I'm unsure. Felt like sweating a lot, like when people put on sauna suits and stuff. It's like you do sweat a lot, but you're hold, like you're doing a lot of work. You're holding these like super uncomfortable mm. positions for minutes on end. But God bless anyone who can do yoga. <laughs> I do it, and I'm like I, I can't. <laughs> Maybe that will be your new resolution. I did Try yoga once for a month. Months. Like I thought that, that was like the thing I was gonna do to get back in shape at one point years ago, and I could I hated it. <laughs> I felt ridiculous. Maybe if I could bring my dog, I don't know, or do it naked. <laughs> Who knows? I might try that this year. Lots of ideas today. <laughs> oh my god! All right, all right. The last one: face gym. Yes, this is real. Oh, I know this is real. This is the craziest thing. Now I want you to explain it because, well, I'm not going to tell you if you're right or not. You can take it back if you want, but it says, "Oh, it's not." This is what it says. This is the world's first workout for your face. Forget relaxing facials. The instructors here will need work, massage, and pummel your face muscles into submission. Yeah, this is real. I walked past it in the city. I had friends that used to go there, and they they basically just, like, slap your face. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, I don't really know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't really know how it's supposed to help you, though. I think it brings, like, blood to your face. This is... Straight and up off Google and like how they promote the class, they actually say the word "pummel your facial muscles into submission." <laughs> Maybe we should. That go. sounds so sexual <laughs> to me. I'm just picturing like big jacked guys just like beating your. Be face. like, okay, cool. That will be two hundred dollars. Like, what did I just do? Look how amazing your face looks now. It's like it's black and blue, bro. You pummeled it. Like, well, we promised you nothing less in the ad. But... I don't know. Beauty is pain, right? I, I don't have the whole thing here now. That was the last one I had, but they, they said stuff in it about how, like, it makes your face look younger and, like... Yeah, they pretty much just, like, slap your face. Like, your cheeks and, like, they, like, it, like, works up your cheekbones, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what it does, though. Go get a facial. I kind of just want to go see go what it's like Botox. just to say that I did it. <laughs> and then go for a jog. Be a normal person. <laughs> anyway. All right. That was all my questions. You got every single one right, I think, except for one. Yeah. You did, you did great, though. I really thought I was going to trip you up on some of those. God damn. No, they were good. I have I've, to get one of the other coaches I mean, working in, like, again. fitness studios, you just know, like, what the trends are. You have to stay up to date because then it's like, oh, that's the new trend mer- now. And somebody's going to ask me. Not mermaids. <laughs> that's in Miami. Floridians are crazy. I'm from Florida, by the way. Um, but you have to stay up to date on trends. and Yeah. Members are going to ask you, clients are going to ask you, like, did you hear of this? And I'm like, well, I got to research it now. I got to figure mm-hmm. out, not the face gym, but yeah, I did know about that one. Anyway, yes. thank you so much for being on the podcast. And don't forget, if anybody wants to try a free class at Orange Theory Fitness, 
just go say happening on the Hudson podcast you heard the interview and that you want to you know, get your free class and definitely come try it out. Take Nicole's class. Meet her. Take my class. You know? Coach Nicole. All of our coaches are amazing. Yeah. They're everyone's great. good. We have a great community there. It's a lot of fun. Um, we do go to happy hours here and there, so you'll get the social aspect of it, too. Mm-hmm. And maybe you want to just, like she said, work on personal goals and, like, get into running. Like, reach out to her on Instagram. Yes. Instagram. DM me. Check out the website. Um, but yeah, I would love to meet, chat with you guys and answer any questions you got, get you into running and just like take that next step. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you again. Thank you. I just want to get into some standout events that are happening this weekend. In case you have no plans, you're definitely going to want to listen to this segment. This Sunday in Hoboken, the Hoboken Business Alliance is hosting an outdoor holiday market. This is going to feature more than 125 artisan vendors from across the region as well as nearly two dozen local Hoboken businesses who will display their products in retail row. The market will be open from 11 a.m. until 4 p.m. on December 18th and it will be held under the 14th Street Viaduct. The visitors can check everyone off their holiday list with a variety of pet products, home decor, children's items, and art that is available. If you love magic, then this next event might be for you because you can attend an evening of magic and mentalism with Andy Gersh on Friday, December 16th at 7 p.m. This event is going to be held at Corgi Spirits at the Jersey City Distillery location. On Sunday, December 18th, there's going to be Sunset Comedy at the Brightside Tavern. That's going to be at 7.30 p.m. Saturday, December 17th, is the official Hoboken SantaCon. That's going to be from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. But if you've ever been around, you know what to expect, and you know you're going to see Santa's downtown all day. So just be prepared for that. Saturday, December 17th, the Laugh Tour Comedy Club at Dorian's returns. It's going to be Saturday at 6.30 to 8 p.m., and that's at Dorian's Red Hand in Jersey City. Saturday, December 17th, and Sunday, December 18th, between 1 p.m. and 7 p.m., you can visit the Art Market Holidays at 150 Art Gallery. It's the perfect opportunity to pick up local and handmade gifts for your loved ones this holiday season. Also, if you didn't get a chance to visit last weekend, you can go to the Holiday Market in historic downtown Jersey City. It's also going to be the 17th and the 18th from 12 to 6 p.m., and that's at the Grove Street Path Plaza. There's going to be over 50 unique artists and makers, as well as yummy eats from around town, hot cocoa from Milk and Cream Bar. There's going to be live music and a human-sized snow globe, so be sure to check that out. everyone for listening to another episode of happening on the hudson be sure to mention the podcast if you'd like to try out orange theory and you can get your first class for free at the downtown jersey city or the bay own location if you have nothing going on this weekend be sure to check out one of the events that i mentioned and if you have something that you'd love to talk about on the podcast you can always reach out to me on instagram which i will mention in the description for the episode have a great week everyone and i'll talk to you soon